Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Staff Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on a Thursday morning with some, I don't know if it's going to be as geeky this this week. as not. I don't know if it's ever really geeky. I don't know. People call it a stat geek. They call me the stat geek. It's okay. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. Um but I'm going to take it as a compliment because I guess I'm geeky like that. But we're going to talk some numbers with some things here today. We're going to talk about a few other things. But uh, most importantly, we're going to be talking all Pittsburgh Steelers. That's what we're here to talk about. So what we're going to look at here today is we're going to start looking forward to the draft. And in order to do that, you got to be like, okay, well, how many picks do the Steelers have? Where do they pick? Things like that. Well, these are not set in stone yet. But I did some research, and I have a very good estimate as to where the Steelers are going to end up picking this spring, this April, I guess I should say, coming up here in a few months. And so that way we can get a better idea because of the compensatory picks and all those other things. We're going to look at that in the first half. I'm going to answer a a question that I was posed by a user or listener. User. I don't know what I'm saying. And then, of course... Um, I'm going to get into to another numbery type thing, and that is um, something that I have coming out on the website here soon that's talking about Ben Roethlisberger's salary, his big cap number for this year, and what could the Steelers do 
um, what are their options of, of knocking that down from a number standpoint? And I actually have um, a scenario that I could run past you with that to say, hey, how does this sound? So we're going to look at all those things. So let's go ahead and dive into the main topic of the show, which Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, he came up with a very bad title, meaning bad as in Brian Anthony Davis, uh, for this for this podcast today. He's like the comp and circumstance of the Steelers 2021 draft order, you know, with his little play on words that um, talking about the compensatory picks and where the Steelers picking based on their regular draft position and trades. We're going to throw in because honestly, the Steelers have their regular picks up to a certain point. And then once they have their own fourth round pick, everything else is either compensatory trade, compensatory pick or a pick that they acquired via trade because they don't have any of their own picks after that. It's, it's really quite interesting. So before I get into everything. I I want to cite my sources. I'm going to put my bibliography at the beginning rather than at the end, if you know what I mean. So when talking about the Steelers picks that are coming up for the 2021 draft, um, to look at the, the compensatory picks and how they're going to fit in and how you can maybe calculate stuff like with that, my source for that one is overthecap.com. They do a great job there of breaking down uh, the numbers, they do a lot of salary cap stuff. I like, I love the stuff they do with compensatory picks. This is a projection that they do, and they are gen- generally extremely close with their compensatory draft uh, pick projections. So I'm going to use their numbers, but I also had to go in and find, okay, well, where else are the Steelers picking? So I found another place that I use where the Steelers are picking with their other picks without any compensatory picks thrown into the mix. And I got that information from prosportstransactions.com. So there you go. I cited my sources. Over the cap is helping me with the compensatory stuff. Hey, and also the information coming later about some stuff with Ben Roethlisberger's um, um, salary cap number. Um, I got based off of their, their numbers and then some numbers that I'm going to do with that myself. And then the prosportstransactions.com to look at, because I know the Steelers made a lot of trades and these pick, they have a lot of traded picks in this draft. So they didn't lose any picks due to trades. They were all, they either moved up around or they moved back around or in one case back two rounds. So that's the way it works there. So let's dive in. The first thing to know is that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the 24th pick in the NFL draft in the first round coming up. They are they were the deemed the best team that got eliminated the first weekend of the playoffs. Ouch. I know it hurts. That still stabs to the heart every time I have to say that, but that does set up to where they pick in the draft. Now, the thing was, they were actually tied record-wise for either being the 23rd or the 24th pick. So what the NFL does is every other round, they switch their positions. So the team that the Steelers are switching with is the Seattle Seahawks. But the other thing that's interesting is that every time that the Seahawks pick in front of the Steelers in the first couple rounds, in the first three rounds, actually, um, it's not actually going to be the Seahawks. It's going to be the Jets because um, Seattle traded away both their first and third round pick. Um, and I think even more, I'd have to go back and look at it. But I, these are the, this is the stuff that affects the Steelers whenever they acquired safety Jamal Adams. So 
the the Steelers' first three draft picks are set in stone. These are things that we know. We know that they're the 24th pick in round one. We know that they're the 55th overall pick, which is in round two, which if you really wanted to know, that is the, oh, what number is that in that round? It's the um, it's the 23rd pick of the second round. Then they're back to the 20, what would have been the 24th pick of the third round. But instead of what you would have expected the Steelers to then be the 88th pick, they're actually the 87th pick. The Seahawks are still ahead of them, but the, what would have been the 77th pick of the NFL draft would have been by the New England Patriots in the third round, but this pick was forfeited because they, they forfeited this pick and $1.1 million for their filming of the Bengals' sidelines in 2019. So that's coming in now. They're losing that third-round pick in this draft. So those are the three picks that we know the Steelers have for sure. Then comes the compensatory situation because when teams start getting compensatory picks, they are at the end of the third round is the first place where they can occur. So the question is, how are these, how are these picks going to fall? Well, I did a breakdown of this. I've, I've, I've done articles in the past. I've talked about how the compensatory formula works. I'll try to give you the super quick version because I know you've, I mean, if you follow the podcasts or read behind the steel curtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. You've probably seen my breakdown of this before, and if you had it, I don't want to bore you with it. But if you don't know it, I, I don't want you to be lost with everything that's going to be going on. The Steelers' compensatory draft picks for the 2021 draft has everything to do with the players that left during free agency last offseason. Just like any players that the Steelers would lose this offseason, are going to enter into the the compensatory formula for the 2022 draft. That's just the way it works. Now, normally this was a really big mystery, um, but in the last CBA that was signed last year, they spelled out a lot of stuff about how the compensatory formula works. There's still some question marks that we're not sure, but then you kind of leave that to the experts and their interpretations and things. But it's spelled out much better. But the way it works is you have to have a net loss of of what I've called um, compensatory free agents. And what makes someone a compensatory free agent is they have to be signed after their contract expired with their previous team, meaning their contract ran out and they became an unrestricted free agent. If that player is released, they don't count. They don't count for the team that lost them. They don't count for the team that signed them. That's why last year when the Steelers signed Mark Barron, he did not count towards the compensatory formula because he had been released by the Rams. It's not that his his contract ran out. If the Steelers were to choose to release any of their players this year that still have more time left on their contract, if they were to sign elsewhere, they would not count in the formula. So, you, got, you lose players, you gain players. In order to get a comp pick, you have to have a net loss, meaning you have to lose more players than what you gain. Now, they have to be a qualifying player to make them a compensatory free agent, meaning their salary has to fall in the top 35% of the entire league. Now, you know, you know the majority of the league is either on a rookie deal or playing for the league minimum. That's just the way... The NFL works. So in other words, if you have a league minimum deal, you're not going to qualify. For example, Artie Burns, 
signed with the Chicago Bears. He ended up getting injured. He might have even been waived. I'm not sure. Um, still don't know what his status is, but bottom line is he didn't play this year. But he signed for such a low deal that he did not count to the competence, in the compensatory formula. The Steelers also had signed a free agent that didn't count to the compensatory formula in Stefan Wisniewski because his deal was so low that it didn't, it didn't qualify it to the standard. Now, I know another thing you all were thinking of, wait a second, the Steelers released Wisniewski. Did they release him early enough to not count? And by all indications of the new CBA, the Steelers did not because the only date that's talked about in the new CBA about about the with the compensatory formula in years past, if you remember Dante Moncrief, they had the Steelers had to release him um, before week ten, or else the release of L.J. Fort by the Eagles was going to mean that the Steelers didn't get the third round comp pick for Le'Veon Bell. They wouldn't have had a net loss. All that stuff. Not that they wouldn't have. Not that the pick would have been a later round. That's what a lot of people thought. Oh, you got to cut him to get that high of a round. No, they wouldn't have got a pick at all because they wouldn't have had a net loss. In, in the number of players. So Boncrief wasn't working out anyway. The Steelers got that comp pick and that's how they drafted Alex Highsmith. So now the only date that's included is the Monday after the draft. So any player that signed after the Monday after the draft does not count towards the compensatory formula. And also the experts believe, although it's not exactly spelled out that any player released after that date still counts for the where they signed. That was something that they fixed where you can't just drop a player to try to better your compensatory situation. So with all that said, the Steelers had they had a they had a net loss of three this year. They had a net loss of three because they lost five qualifying, you know, um, I guess compensatory free agents, and they gained two. They lost Javon Hargrave, BJ Finney, Sean Davis, Tyler Medikevich and Nick Vanette. Yes, I said Sean Davis because he had signed with the Washington football team. At the time he signed, they were still the Redskins. But um, he was he was with the football team. And when they released him, the Steelers signed him back. He still counts against Washington. The Steelers' gains were Eric Ebron and Derek Watt. So the way it works, they put all these players' salaries in order and estimate things off that. But there's other factors involved. The other factors involved are any any awards that the player would get. Um, they would add points. Now, when I say they rank all these players, they don't just rank this, the, the, the compensatory free agents. They rank every player in the NFL that's still with the team at the end of the season. So there might be tons and tons of players, but only so many of them that are actually CFAs. So let's say... Um, well, let me talk about the bonus points real quick. You get like 20 bonus points if you're all NFL by the pro writer, uh, pro football writers, or, or if they're first team all pro by the AP, um, you, you get that either or not both. Um, if you're all conference, but not all pro, you get five bonus points. And then if you play 25% or more snaps on the side of the ball that you were, that you were, um, you're listed as like a defender. Um, you know, if you play 25% of the defensive stat, snaps or whatever it is, what the, the way it works is any 
if you hit that 25% threshold, you get that many points. So if you, if you play, they played 26% of the snaps, you get 26 points. You played 99% of the, the snaps, you get 99 points. Now you could gain 99 points, but there might not be another um, CFA within 99 ranks of that. And that's the whole reason why um, it could bump you up or, or not, because you would have to pass all the other players in there. So with all that said, you now have all that done and over the cap takes care of this stuff and they project it. And what they had for the Steelers was that they had, oh, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself because what you do is once you determine the round that these players are done. So, so what it is, is the, is any player that's in the top 5% of the league would be a third round comp pick. Anyone who's in the five to 10% would be a fourth round, you know, 10 to 15 is fifth round. Then it's 15 to 25 for the sixth round. And then 25 to 35 is the seventh round because anything lower than 35% isn't a qualifying compensatory free agent. So once you determine the rounds, then you cancel the players based on what round they were designated. For example, Javon Hargrave was designated a fourth round compensatory pick. The Steelers did not gain anyone that was ranked that high. So he, so he's likely going to stay because the Steelers go one fourth round, three sixth rounds, and a seventh round. And when it comes to their gains, you had... Eric Ebron, who was a fifth round, and Derek Watt, who was a seventh round. Now, the thing with Ebron is you're like, oh, he's a fifth round. The Steelers don't have a fifth round. You never move to a higher round unless there's no other players. You know, if there's only two and two, then you got to cancel them. So, in essence, Eric Ebron cancels BJ Finney. Derek Watt cancels Nick Vanette. The Steelers are left with, with, the round picks of Javon Hargrave, Sean Davis, and Tyler Medikavich. So you're like, you're set up, yay, three picks. Not so fast. They only award 32 compensatory draft picks. So you've got to rank in the top 32. Right now, the Sean Davis pick, which is, it could be the BJ Finney pick, neither of them hit 25% of their snaps. I mean, BJ Finney played zero offensive snaps this past season for Seattle and then Cincinnati where he was traded. Okay. And Sean Davis just played, you know, paid, played a very small percentage. So they didn't gain any more stuff with that. They didn't have any of the awards. Those two guys are equal, whichever one they rank above the other, they're only one apart. So it didn't matter. So they come in at 31st out of the 30, out of the possible 32. So they're barely squeaking in and qualifying for a compensatory pick. And but and then the one for Tyler Medikavich is actually 35th. So it falls, according to over the cap, falls outside the top 35 or the top 32 at 35th. So the Steelers pick up two compensatory draft picks, a fourth rounder and a seventh rounder. So what I did was I went through and said, okay, let's look at over the cap's projections of how many first, how many third rounders were there? How many players did they give a third round? grade two, and you know that you're going to add that many picks to that round. And then that's when technically the fourth round starts. And I was adjusting numbers accordingly. Well, over the cap has six players that qualified as third round comp picks this year. But then there's three more comp picks as of now thrown in because 
um, the hiring of a minority candidate from another team gives that team a third round comp pick. So San Francisco, the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints all were going to pick up a third round comp pick at the end of, of the third round for that reason. So with that, that means if there's nine, if there's nine comp picks and there would have been 31 picks in the third round, because remember New England lost theirs. There's, then that means that there's 40 picks in the third round. Then based off that, I ran all my other numbers and did it accordingly, plugging them all in with the number of comp picks. And here's what I got. Go to do the rundown. Okay. So bear with me. And before, before we take a break, here's what it all comes down to. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the 24th pick, which is in round one, the 55th overall pick, which is in round two. The 87th pick, which was in round three. Those are the ones we know. Then I estimated to the using the over the cap stuff. If they got it right, then the Steelers would have the 128th pick, which is their fourth round pick. Then the Steelers would also have the 141st pick, which is a comp pick in the fourth round for Javon Hargrave. The Steelers do not have a fifth round pick because they traded that pick to the Baltimore Ravens and in turn got Chris Wormley and the Ravens' seventh-round pick this year. So we'll get to that one eventually. So the next pick on the board for the Steelers is going to come at the very end of round six because the Steelers also traded their sixth-round pick to the Miami Dolphins for their seventh round pick as part of the package for the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. So that trade will be finalized with these draft picks this year to know exactly what both teams got. So the Steelers lost their, their own sixth round pick, but the, instead they have Tampa Bay's sixth round pick from where in 2019, when the Steelers traded Gerald Hawkins who ironically was back with Pittsburgh this year, um, to Tampa. They picked up Tampa's sixth-round pick, and they gave up their own seventh-round pick. So it was Hawkins and their seventh for a sixth. They were going to have to cut Hawkins, so it was, a, it was a great trade. So they didn't gain picks. They just gained a higher pick. That pick I have estimated to be either 2000 or 2000, 216 or 217 based on whether Tampa wins the Super Bowl or not. If Tampa loses the Super Bowl, it's 216. If they win the Super Bowl, it's 217. So that's just how that rolls. Then the Steelers get a sixth round comp pick um, in pick number 225. Then to round out their final picks, um, they have Miami's seventh round draft pick, which I have estimated to be 244, and Baltimore's seventh round draft pick at pick number 253. So I'll just run down those Overall pick numbers real quick, 24, 55, 87, 128, 141, 216 or 217, one of the two, 225, 244, and 253. So if the Steelers get those two comp picks, you're looking at nine draft picks in the upcoming draft in approximately those positions. Whew. I hope you understand that. I hope you got it. That was fun going over. We're going to take a quick break. Going to grab this question, look at a look at some numbers when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger's um, up, you know, salary cap hit, and that'll be geeky enough for us. So hold hold on here for this quick break, and we'll be right back to part two. 
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, with another episode of Steelers Stat Geek. We just went over where I projected the Steelers to make their draft selections in the 2021 NFL Draft. I hope you followed me. Um, if you didn't follow how you get there, I hope you at least got the numbers of what I happen to be. We'll have to come back and look at that and see how close um, it was based on the information that I had. So... I'm going to real quick, I had a question brought to me that they even admitted it wasn't a really stat geeky question, but they had a question and I didn't mind looking it up somewhat because it was a tough question. But this came from David Briggs. He is from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He's asked me a question before, so we've talked about him on the show before, but his question this week was about future contracts. And he said, it's not stat geeky, but does require some research, which Trust me, it did. That's why I didn't dive too deep. He's like, who are some notable future contracts that worked out for the Steelers over the years? I kind of left off that over the years part because I basically just wanted to look and see how easy it was to find the information. But for those of you real quick that were like, what is a futures contract? The question has come up because of the Steelers signed Dwayne Haskins to a futures contract. They signed a bunch of guys off their practice squad to futures contract. Um, Devlin Hodges signed a um a futures contract with the Rams. Um, Deion Kane signed one with the Bravens. And Matthew Wright signed one with somebody, and I can't remember where it was. I really can't. But uh, th- but it wasn't in Pittsburgh. But these futures contracts are teams only have 53 players on their roster until the end of the league year. That's just the way it works. At that moment, teams can go to 90. Rather than wait for a mad rush for all these other players that were that who were on practice squads that technically can't be on anyone's roster because they're only allowed 53, rather than wait till March to do that, they have teams, all the teams are able to fi- to sign these players to what they call a future a, a reserve slash future contract, which means it takes effect when the league year starts. So those are players that will be under contract with the Steelers at the start of the league year. And they're generally practice squad guys. That's what happened with most of the Steelers practice squad. But rather than look at over the years, it was a lot just to find out all the ones on the Steelers roster from 2020. But I thought it might be fun to look at players that played on the Steelers roster this past year that were once futures players, that once signed a futures contract. Well, we have one that signed one with a different team. Um, and that was Ray Ray McLeod. He was a futures contract last year to then come back to Buffalo. And then when they released him, the Steelers picked him up. So there's one, but the Steelers actually had four players that I would consider starters and one captain that all are former quote unquote futures players that were, had a futures contract. Okay. Matt Filer 
was a two times futures contract by the Steelers in 2016 and 2017 before he caught on because he was a practice squad guy. Alejandro Villanueva started all 16 games, played every snap on offense this year. He was a futures contract after being on the on the practice squad in, in, in 2015. Derwin Gray, who is no longer with the Steelers, but played for the Steelers this year. He got claimed off waivers uh, by Jacksonville, but he was a, a futures contract last year. Henry Mondo, he's a futures player that the Steelers once had, and he logged significant snaps for the Steelers this year and has really got into the mix on the defensive line. Robert Spillane, who came in and started admirably for Devin Bush until he was injured. He was a futures guy. Okay, To Gray Scales, who once again signed another futures deal this year because um, – or did he? I don't know if he has yet or not. But he was released by the Steelers before the end of the season. Um, he was one of those guys that was um, elevated from the practice squad and then signed on um, as some added depth. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's with the Steelers still or not. I should have looked that up beforehand. Um, and probably, other than Filer and Villanueva, probably the most famous futures contract that the Steelers had, who was on the team this past year, was Mike Hilton. That he's a former futures player. And then I mentioned uh, the Steelers captain, someone who was four times, four times a futures contract with the Steelers was Jordan Dangerfield, their their special teams captain this past year, who has just found a nice role with the Steelers over the years with things. So if you look at those guys, you don't even have to go back beyond the 2020 season to see that these guys that signed futures contracts, they can make it. This is still their chance, but at the same time, it's no risk to the team. So these are just guys that were like, Hey, we're going to give you a chance to to come into camp and see what you can do, you know, end up on practice squad, make the roster or like, you know, Matt Filer and and Alejandro Villanueva started next to each other for 13 games this year. And they are both former futures players. Um, Robert Spillane, who very well could be right back in the mix. He's an exclusive rights free agent right now. So you know, he can't sign with any other team unless the Steelers say, no, we don't want you. So he's going to be back next year. And, and who knows, maybe that's who starts off next to Devin Bush. I don't, or I don't know if it'll be him, Vince Williams or the rotation they'll get going. And then of course, Mike Hilton, who's now all, all three of these guys are, are free agents this year in Filer, Villanueva and Hilton, but they've all made their way into the NFL um, by by way of the futures route. But one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, there's an article that I'm currently, um, I was compiling on Wednesday um, that should be out on the website, most likely on Thursday, that was about Ben Roethlisberger and a couple misconceptions that people were having. They're like, man, he's getting paid for, he's got 41 million reasons to come back next year. Ben Roethlisberger is not being paid $41 million this year by the Steelers. He is not. He is due to be paid $19 million by the Steelers this year. $22.25 million of his contract has already been paid for over the years. It is dead money that the Steelers have kicked down the road. So what the statement I was making is Ben Roethlisberger, who has the highest cap hit at this moment in the NFL for the 2021 season, that's not his fault. That was the Steelers' decision of how to handle things. They chose last year to to restructure Ben's deal. 
They they wanted to save the money towards last year's salary cap, which they did. They saved almost $10 million. It was nine and three quarter million dollars that got pushed off to this year. But that ballooned his his salary cap hit to be from 33.5 million up to the 41.25 million um, that he's due right now. So if the Steelers, if he Roethlisberger were to retire or if he were to be released, um, I'm not suggesting that either of these things are happening. I'm just saying if uh, it would be $19 million um, of that, that would be saved, but there's 22 and a quarter million dollars that is counting this year on the salary cap, no matter what. So the other option is the Steelers could do an extension for Roethlisberger. Doesn't change the 22 and a quarter, but it could change the nine, the 19 million. I'm going to throw out a little scenario that I came up with with some numbers for you here to finish the show. Um, you just chew on it. I don't. I just kind of more or less out there to say, do you think this would be a decent deal or not? I don't know. But if Ben Roethlisberger was was due nineteen million dollars this year, now when a, remember when a player gets their contract restructured, they're not giving up money and they're not making more money. For the most part, unless they work something else out, but that's generally not how it works. All they're doing is they're converting salary and other bonuses um, to a signing bonus that then gets spread out over the life of the contract. So if a player was due $15 million this year and they had, or, or let's say they were due $16 million um, and they were, and they had um, two more years beyond this year on their contract, a team could pay them the minimum salary, which is just over a million dollars. They could take the $15 million, the other $50 million that would have been their salary, convert it all to a signing bonus. And then that spreads out as $5 million over the next three years. So in other words, they would save $10 million that first year of what it would have been. Well, not quite 10 because you got the million in there. Um, yeah. So, so if they were 16, the million, yeah, it would have been saved $10 million. So, the Steelers could do something similar with Roethlisberger. They could take that 19 million. And what I did is I say, Hey, if they want to give him an extension, they could throw him a bone. This is just me. I'm, this is me. I'm making this up and say, we'll give you an extra half million dollars and we'll make it 19 and a half million that you would be paid this year. Rather than 19, we're going to give you a million and a half as your base salary, which was what Roethlisberger's base salary was last year. Whenever they worked his, his, um, his restructure. And then we're going to give you $18 million in the signing bonus. You're going to get paid half a million dollars more than you would have if you just play out this year. But by doing that, the Steelers would then, you know, out of those $18 million, it would be $6 million this year, $6 million the following year, and $6 million the one after that. Because I'm doing a two-year extension, two more years after this coming year. So he would have three years left. And you're like, why do you want to push that down the road? Well, if Roethlisberger would then play this year and would save um, – well, you got to take into that I paid him an extra half million dollars. He would save $11.5 million on the salary cap, which would put him under $30 million, which would be nice. And it would save $11.5 million. Um, then if he decides that he retires then, that extra $6 million per year would all come into that next year. And it would just be $12 million next year that you're dealing with dead money rather than the $22.25 you're dealing with this year that there's nothing you can do with, you, nothing you can do about. So you're like, well, do you really want to deal with it again next year? It would, I mean, look, it's almost half. 
Then if he decides he wants to keep playing, I would say to Roethlisberger for his base salary and all those other years, hey, you're willing to pay play for $19 million a season? That's what you would have been paid in 2021 if we didn't change a thing. We'll still pay you the 19. We'll even give you an extra half million this year just for doing it. And we'll give you a base salary in the same form for the next two years of the 19 million. So then if Roethlisberger decides he's, you know, has a good year and is still doing well health wise and, you know, has an even better 2021, let's say he does want to play in 2022, his cap hit then would be $25 million, which for a franchise quarterback is not bad, even one of his age. Um, and then if you retired after that, it would only be $6 million in dead money. So as you can see, they're like, oh, don't extend Ben. Don't extend Ben. Just have him play out this year. You could play out this year. And by extending him, you could save almost $12 million on the cap the way I did it. I mean, you could save $12 million on the cap if you didn't give him that extra half million. Well, then you couldn't put as much into the signing bonus. I just did it to have nice round numbers. Um, but it would kick that kick part of that to what would be next year. And next year when the salary cap would increase and things like that, and the Steelers are not in a very dire cap situation, mainly because they don't have many players under contract, that would be something that could, that could possibly be desirable for the Steelers. So it'll be interesting to see if that's what they do. So that's some numbers that you could just throw around with Ben Roethlisberger. If you're thinking that, oh, an extension's a bad idea. When you look at the numbers... If he's willing to say, hey, we'll just continue to give you years at $19 million, which is what you would make, actually make in 2021, and that's what we'll give you each year, but this year it'll be in a signing bonus, then it's not, it's, it, it could help for this year, and it wouldn't be absolutely terrible for years down the road. Or who knows, you might be totally opposed to that. So, but I just thought I'd get the information out there. But make sure you're tuning in to all of our our podcasts um, on our entire family of podcasts at uh, Behind the Steel Curtain. You've got the audio only podcast like mine that you're listening to. Make sure you're checking out the Let's, Let's Rides. I love that podcast. Listen to Jeff on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We've got the live mic on Tuesday. We've got the cap room with Maddie P. We've got various other things that I can't even remember them all. We've got the YouTube shows. Um, that are live, but they're also then on the audio platform. Just lots of content we're going to keep giving you in the offseason. And, of course, you've got BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We've got great articles there coming out every day, um, double-digit articles every day. You've got the news of the coaching information. You've got player updates. You've got breakdown from last year. You've got things looking forward. You've got film rooms. You've got salary cap. You've got – you name it about the Steelers, you've got it there. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you're checking out there. So – We'll be back next week. Not sure the kind of geeky stuff we're going to talk about. I'm still looking for questions. I'll answer them next week if you get a hold of me at STLR Superfandad on Twitter or at or at the at Gmail for the email. And as always, thanks for geeking out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.